Welcome to Lexicon. Uh, we've hit series two, episode two, or should I say season two, episode two for an American listeners. Terminal. But we'll get on to that. My name is Shane, and I'm joined always on this podcast by Jonathan. <laughs> she's dead. She's dead. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Gareth. Why? Why? And Kinsley. Hello. You're not going to continue the thread. Oh, sorry. Kinsey's a sensible one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but there's a reason. We'll talk about it next episode. Oh, okay. No spoilers. No. Uh, yeah, so about Terminal today. So overall, first of all, so first off, what do you think? Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, we got our predictions right, didn't we? Didn't we both say something was going to die? Or Yeah, you did. Yeah. And a giant hospital is not quite an airport. I think I might have said it was an airport terminal or something. But uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, over, overall, overall opinion. Um, yeah, no, I really like this episode. Apart from obviously a character dying as a shock, but um, uh, indeed, if she has died, I mean, I don't know where we're going next. But it, it did look like it was a departure of someone who's been wearing a wig for two episodes. So, um, I, I think, I think because it was a, a clinical environment and it was so well put together. Uh, picturally mm-hmm. um it was a nice contrast to the scuzz that we've had in so much of the rest of the universe <laughs> and i think therefore it stood out for me and uh, and I, I really kind of got sucked into the universe and um yeah and 790 was firing on all cylinders this episode so i, I really enjoyed it excellent i thought it was great um i <laughs> i know i predicted much like uh, the but the lake seven episode but i didn't realize it was going to be that much of a rip towards it Hospital gowns and secret plans and <laughs> capturing the Lex and everything else. I thought, oh, God, you ripped a lot from the 1970s Lex like Seven here. Yeah. But yes, I well, didn't expect to. Uh, before you, before we start, I'm going to play you this little clip. Um, don't think you've already heard this. Okay. But this is what I said uh, after we recorded the last episode to to Kinsey. So, back, so let me play that in. I was hoping they would not shut about the wig. Because, yes, last thing that, uh, one of the things I didn't want you to chat about was the wig. And we chatted about the wig. It was an obvious giveaway. You know, when you've got um, a character that's wearing a different hairpiece, it's normally because they're, they're off doing something else. Yes. So I get the idea that maybe she's leaving because she's working on another film or another TV series. Yeah. Basic, okay, basically uh, what happened was that the hair dye that they used wasn't too good for her hair. Oh, okay. So they they thought, as she's only going to be in these two episodes... Dye somebody else's hair and put it on her head. Well, we, we don't know if she's only in these two episodes. I mean, maybe she'll come back to life and continue on. So, you know, that's kind of a spoiler. Yeah, you have just faulted. Yeah, but she is soup. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not surprised by that news. I mean, we have had characters killed off and then come back as different characters. Hell, Red Dwarf done it enough times anyway. So it's not nothing unusual for us. A bit like this series, series of Doctor Who, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah. It's a shame she's gone. And I, I, I'd, I'd be skipping ahead right to the end if I said that they should have uh, had the scene, not of Kai putting her kind of uh, costume into the bowl, but her, it should have been just a wig on its own, really. <laughs> 
God. All that's left of her is her hair. <laughs> anyway, Shane. Yes. <laughs> Carrying on. Oh, thank you very much. Well, uh, we'll get into the proper episode. And the episode opens with Zev lying on her bed, almost in tears, as she sings the rendition of the Brun and Jude chant that we heard right at the start of the, our very first episode. Yeah, nice callback, and it was very om- ominous, wasn't it? Very mm. kind of like, what's going on here? Mm. Yes. Sort of reminds me of a, almost like there is, a, it's almost like a death house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was foreshadowing. I didn't pick up on that. Well, you think about it, the last time we heard it, Kai died, and then we hear it now, and obviously she dies, so it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she gets interrupted by Stan, who I will not repeat what he, the song he sings, just in case it's somebody's quote. <laughs> But you'd, uh, you, you threatened a musical episode on us, so for a little while I was thinking, oh, is this the musical episode? Because <laughs> the opening line of all three characters seemed to be this little song point. Yeah. I thought, oh, wow, that, it's, that, it's come that early. That was very, very interesting for me, because I, my impression was that uh, that, it, that character had not sung anything on any episode of the series. I'd forgotten about this. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and then 790 decides to join the uh, singing song. By singing his own verse, which again won't <laughs> say just in case there's somebody's quote. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Within a couple of minutes, we've got like <laughs> three characters singing, and you've been yeah. It's just it's Jonathan, but you've been threatening this. Uh, it's a musical episode. Yeah. So why is yeah? Well, here we are. <laughs> we are at yes. the musical episode. Yeah. So yeah. So. But uh, Zeb puts her hands over ears whilst Stan and 790 argue, argue and she decides to wake Kai and 790 and Stan accompany, accompany her to the reanimation chamber and Stanley decides to open the pod. Bad idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I can be grumpy when I wake up in the morning, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Kai gets out the wrong side of the pod here. <laughs> yes. And as Kai awakens, he raised his right arm and announced, I will cue you in the name of the Divine Shadow. And shoots Stanley at, at Stanley's heart, and Stanley decides to, yes. So what you get for singing. Well, that's <laughs> true. You haven't heard me sing yet. I should know, Jonathan and Gareth, you have. <laughs> yes. <coughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so Kai comes to his senses, and they've got the free stand. So the, but the key of the lax master is be transferred um, so, to, to a living creature. Yeah. So, I mean, Seven Night he hasn't got any hands anyway, so he yeah. probably wasn't ever going to get it. But we're, we're sort of stating here that Kai can't take the key either, aren't we? Yeah, here we are. So no Kai key. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, Stan is delirious, so he doesn't know what he's doing or saying. Yep. What happens? Uh, Sev decides to play on it and <laughs> give him a bit of a boner. Yes. Why Seven Night is really happy that this is all happening. <laughs> yeah. Or Seven loving it to pieces. <laughs> he certainly is. It's like all these Christmases have come at once. You know, I, I, very early on we said, you know, I said, uh, would this character get irritated just having this one note thing? But, I mean, this is episode six now overall, and I'm, I'm yeah. laughing still, so. That's good. Um, so, um, so... Zev can't get Stan to give him the keys, to give her the key, so she decides the only way to help Stan focus on the task in hand is to kiss him. Yep. And that's presumably the goodbye kiss as well, really. Yes. 
She didn't know at the time, but there you go. Yeah. Oh, the irony. Yes. And and the key gets transferred over. Mm-hmm. And then the chamber is shut, and they try to find a, uh, a planet or a space station with sufficient resources to meet to mend Stan's heart, and they find one. Yeah. Yeah. Much to Seven Ninety's <laughs> dismay. Yeah. Oh, as Jonathan said, I'm loving this character all the time. It's just like he's not one motivation. Yeah. And why not? Exactly. So, um... Basically, they get in contact with the base next, don't they? Yeah, they do. And they... And they want the person... The, they, uh, the new captain, as it were, of the Lex, Zev, uh, they contact the station... And that person wants money. I got a very um, kind of Red Dwarf Justice vibe off this, when they're needing it, need, needing a facility in space to to solve their problem. I mean, it's not a, a, a law court in this case or a prison; it's a hospital. But yeah, that was kind of yeah. It, it started to feel like it was it was in, in, in its ep- episodic series mode now. Mm. Yeah. Well, here's the problem we have to solve this week. Not that that's a bad thing at all. It's just, no, no, I, I felt good about it watching it. it was yeah, like, it was just like, mm. here we go. Yeah, well, you're not going let to let you go in here because uh, <laughs> basically uh, you've got no money. And I thought, ah, oh, there's obviously American healthcare here. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, it's a bit of sad yeah. from that I'm, I'm actually thinking that probably around that time there were a lot of uh, news stories about hospitals not letting, in the United States, uh, not admitting people who couldn't pay. Um, I don't quite know how the timelines match up, but probably there were a lot of stories back then, yeah. just before this episode aired. Mm. I can believe that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise on National Health Service whilst we still have it. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, no, looks like... <laughs> <laughs> this is not and there goes the politics. A little bit of politics there. <laughs> there goes the politics. I am not. Yeah, this is no politics this week with Shane. <laughs> I thought that was every episode of the Red Wolf cast. God, there's two for that the Red Wolf cast. <laughs> Within them, yes, okay. We just stop advertising other podcasts on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, so a bit as a bit we say. Uh, what money afford it? So Zev um, decides to demonstrate that she's serious by ordering the Lex to blow up the local planetoid. Moon boom. <laughs> yes. Can, can we start a count now? Is this is this the second time they have destroyed a planetary or moon based sort of body? Or did they did they just destroy an outpost before in, in the early earlier episodes? Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, in the first episode. That was the outpost. Yeah. Is this the first proper planet they've destroyed whilst they've had the ship? No, they blew up the planet um, where the Giga Shadow was. Okay, so this is the third. The third. The, the, the score so far is, is is one planet, one moon, and one outpost. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> we should definitely have a count, I think. From from you know, see see how many things they've blown up by the end of the uh, complete end run. Of the time, yes. So yeah, it's three at the moment. <laughs> it's more if you count like. Worm shadowy things or something. But, uh, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> I'll start, start a stats diagram. Yes. And, um, to, so they realize they, 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 that they are serious and they transfer them. She, she transfers them to the administrator, Dr. Flag. Who Eyebrows. Did, yeah. <laughs> Sorry? Eyebrows. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
You determined to find <laughs> something wrong with everybody. How could you not find something wrong with those eyebrows? <laughs> I wasn't looking at his eyebrows. That's <laughs> why. They yeah. definitely stick on. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're sorry we didn't realise you were like that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. You can treat any condition here apart from mad eyebrow syndrome. <laughs> yes. Come on in. Indeed. Well, oh, I meant to point out. I meant to point out that um that, that if that if you blow up a moon, um I mean it's got to have a planet. That's why it's a moon, yeah. Yeah. Although we don't see the planet in the picture, if it's a mirror, it's got to have a planet. If you blow up the moon, you completely disrupt the tidal patterns of the, of the planet that, you, that the moon was going around. So even if the moon was had no people on it, they just drowned everybody that was on the planet. That's if the planet had water. True. I, I also had the impression that the hospital was orbiting the moon, so I don't yeah. know how that works. So that would have been thrown off course, wouldn't it? But anyway, obviously there's no gravity in this this universe. Yeah. Yes. And welcome to the epi- an episode of the Science Cast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get inside the hospital anyway. Yeah. Yes. O- OCD, OCD. <laughs> uh, so we um, yeah, so on board my dis- hey. the transport trolley and wheeled, um, even though it didn't have any wheels, but you know what I mean. Hovered. Yeah, it's a hoverboard. Yeah. Uh, attended by some nurses. And they very, like, nurses outfit from the musical shock treatment. I thought I recognised them. I thought I recognised them. Because yes. I, I, I own the copy of Shock Tree. Like, I swear I've seen those out before. That's not the Rocky Horror sequel, is it? Yes, it's, it is. It's the Rocky Horror sequel. Oh, well, yes. they're such Rocky Horror fans, aren't they? Who know that. They've had half the cast in this already. Yes. <laughs> the, the difference being, of course, in, in Shock Treatment, the outfits were green, I believe. Yes, they were. I thought I recognised these very short nurses. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh so basic so after that, um uh they are introduced to uh a surgeon called Doctor Kenza uh, Kanzani or Kenzans, I should say. He was excellent. Doc Doctor Creepy. Yep, Doctor Creepy. Oh man, he was so slimy. <laughs> yeah, he was just brilliant. He just hated him from the moment he walked into the shop. It was just <laughs> yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> you are giving me creepy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've met doctors like that as well. I mean, <laughs> not to, you know, I mean, it, it's very Bond villain as well. It's very kind of like you know, yeah. he's so up himself. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, um, reminds me of uh, Kilgrave. Uh, Jessica Jones reference there for you. Do you hear that playing? That went over my head. <laughs> Jessica Jones being a Marvel character. Don't go in there. Okay. Uh, so, basically, so, uh, so, the, so, he showed Seven's Kai that Senna is incapable of hands to relay their fears, and explaining that he is made of stern stuff, and then, uh, unfortunately, Zev is taken in by Banter, and sure enough, he is joined by two other surgeons, Dr. Funds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the doctor, and Dr. Vizara. Right, which one's which? Because which one's the one with freaky hair? Oh, that's Funs. That's Funs. The fact that, yeah. Uh, the, the, the one with the big hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, whoa. <laughs> Where did yeah. you come from? Can't you do anything with your hair, dude? Yeah. And they operate on Santa immediately. The length of the operation is watched by, the, by Kai and Zev. 
and they extract Dan's heart and place it in a, in a sort of a growing jar. They put it in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. The jar is put into a machine and it's, we see it grow from a mis- mi- miserable piece of red flesh to a strong, healthy, pulsating new heart. And it's been put back into uh, uh, Dan's chest. And I don't know why, but I got the ominous feel. I got that weird um, voice in my head. He grew me a new heart! He grew me a new heart! <laughs> Mm. Instead of he grew me a new kidney. <laughs> Star Trek for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so yeah. So no, no, that that's not what happened in Star Trek Four. She said the doctor gave me a pill, and now but she didn't say he grew a new p- kidney. She just didn't need dialysis anymore. No, she literally think. screams, "I grew, grew me, I got a new kidney." Got oh, new kid. she said that. Oh, okay, yeah. stand corrected. <coughs> okay. Uh, um, so then, then uh, Zev wakes up. Yeah, she's sleeping on the uncomfy chairs, which, from working in a hospital, yes, chairs are like that, and they are that <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I think I think we skipped we skipped a part though that I wanted to talk about, oh, okay. which is that the doctors were mumbling about uh, about Kai during the operation. Oh yeah, so yeah, yes. please go ahead, please go ahead. Sorry, uh, right. sorry. well, well um, they were speculating that he was a warrior. It was kind of funny at first because you didn't know who they were talking about. Because yeah. the person seemed they were talking about Stanley. And, and then and then they talked about the hair, and they said that that was like the hair of a warrior, which I thought was really strange. Because I mean, to me, that's not the hair of a warrior. Does that seem like the hair of a warrior to you? Nope. Nope. I mean, he is an assassin, so that's what we're presented with as what an assassin has its hair like, I suppose. <laughs> I guess. It, are, are we? It, it are doesn't, we currently? It, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't suggest that from outside of Lex Universe, but from what the what the in universe has shown me, then maybe. Well, are are we currently in the light universe or the dark universe? Light. We haven't crossed back over. Oh well, then they they should recognize him as an agent of his shadow, huh? Or maybe they're just playing the longer game, as we find out. Yeah, but I'm I'm just think it's strange they didn't know what to make of him at first. Whereas you'd think they would have known right away that exactly what he was. Especially when he showed the weapon. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're fresh, they're quite fresh out of university, so maybe they haven't seen a lot of the real real universe. Okay. Um, so, Zev, Kai, and 790 said that the operation is a great success. After, um, after, um, after that, Dr. Kazan invites Zev to dinner to celebrate. She willingly accepts. Because she's, uh, she's a bit smitten with him at that point. Yeah. Well, she's been, she's a strong worm, as we know, and she's been on, on a ship with just Stanley, who she's been avoiding. And now she's met this, met this suave doctor. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, she's, but, she's kind of found someone who's, who, who appears to be as strong as Kai, but is actually alive. Yeah. Yep. But I, I think as a love slave, she probably would have gone out with just about any man who asked her. Yeah. Well, apart from Stanley. Well, yeah. He's the only one. She yes. Doesn't. Well, as the doctor says at some point, he says, uh, your panties aren't exactly glued on. Yeah. Yes. And it does make you wonder how far along this... Because right back at the beginning, we were told that the Love's Play programming wasn't injected into her... Uh, it was injected into 790. So was she... <coughs> uh, I think it's yeah. just... The, I just think it's the, it's, it's, the, it's the devotion and the kind of complete submissiveness mm. that, that, that the robot has. Whereas she was... Uh, trained in a camp to become a wife, a devoted wife, and yeah. then when that when that didn't happen because her husband found her repulsive, she wanted to die, 
and then uh, she was suddenly given a body that she could actually go out and enjoy her, her life in a different way and also had the power of the worm inside her which was supposed to be uh, forcing her onwards yeah um, and then uh, and then she was trapped with a dead guy and Stan yeah. <laughs> and a devoted robot head yeah. so um, well, she hasn't really been able to express herself and she's got an and uh, she's got a uh, increased libido as well. Mm. Yeah. So she may not have the actual the sex uh, say programming. She's still got the increased libido. Ah, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the sex slave programming was supposed to make her devoted to only her husband. Yeah. Which is why seven nineties devoted only to her. Mm. Yeah. That was what was confusing me. Yeah. So she has more choice in who she's. Uh, Attracted to, but she's still got very strong impulses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, so they, so they, so Kai and still a date. And how does it go? <laughs> you know, I was going to say that they leave Kai, Kai and Seven Ninety behind, so they actually go on the date. Yeah, because um, um, Kai says, "No, I don't need to eat." Yeah, and Seven Ninety goes, oh, "I'm coming with you," and she goes, "No, you can stay here as well because yeah, you exactly. don't eat." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, he tries to start charm Zev. Um, telling her how telling how ordinary he feels next to her on the next crew, then he tells her, "Make your wish be, be realised." And Sev answers immediately, "I want to be kissed," and they kiss. Mhm. He goes full on creep, doesn't he? He yeah. does. I was thinking, come on, just just pick up on it, pick up on it. He's being creepy. He's being creepy. Not falling for it. I thought the uh, the layout of the restaurant was extremely interesting. Like each table was out in space, you had to walk along a balanced beam to get to it, and then there was this basically a screensaver um, over the entire wall of red blood cells floating around. Oh yeah, that was nice. I wouldn't want to go and eat there, but it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go and eat there. <laughs> I don't think on on whole that you know seeing the walls with blood red on them. <laughs> making my top ten eating places. This is what rich doctors do with their money. They make. I'd rather go. I'd go to that place that's in uh, Germany that was talked about on another podcast recently. And yes. well, Shane pick up the reference there. <laughs> I won't. No, I'm not going to. Uh, telling me Porky's recent episode. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Got it. I've got it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, there's one thing we did actually skip. Actually, that was that scene where. Zev and uh, the doctor, good doctor, are walking to the restaurant. Yeah. And they bump into the old lady. Oh, yes. I know you said don't advertise any other podcasts, but I, I would like to give a shout out to uh, the uh, Lex Appeal video uh, review review of this show as well. Okay. I, I haven't we, watched it, so. As, as, as we came across it when we were thinking of doing this podcast, uh, so I'd like, just like to give a, a hello and a shout out to them in case they tuned in at any point. Um, but they said of this woman in the wheelchair that she was like an aged Jamie Curtis and, uh, okay. uh, and also a bit like Davros. It's a hell of a mix, but I, I personally find her to be like, uh, Mrs. Foxfur in Guest House Paradiso, if you've ever seen that. I haven't. No, I haven't. Have, have any of you ever watched uh, Nip Tuck? No. no. Okay. Well, there are a couple of old women on there who, uh, okay. she reminds me of. Anything I know, they're talking about like the demon charm. Yes. Again, another show I've never never watched. Yeah, well, Charmed isn't worth watching. Okay. 
Although Obscura, uh, Obscura Lupa, Obscurus Lupa does some excellent reviews of uh, Charmed. Okay. We are plucky like mad tonight. <laughs> we are, aren't we? How many, how, many, how, many, how many of these that will make the edit? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who's editing. Hello, Jonathan. Oh, I'm not editing, am I? No, no. I, you can if you want. I can give it a go if you want. I don't think my laptop could take it, man. Oh, that's true. That, that's true. That is very, very true. That is very, very. I couldn't. I couldn't name the file for a start. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, yeah, the so date the date goes wrong. Got to the point where the, the date's gone terribly wrong because yes. uh, he's been drugged. You know, that's how yes. you know a date's going badly if you've been drugged. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, right down here. Uh, they rants on, uh, he rants on Stan, he rants on Stan, calling Stan weak, Okai frequent nature, and Seven Ninety a cartoon. Mm. That uh, was almost a, that was almost a quote for me. Yeah. Calling Seven Ninety a cartoon. Yeah. Um, does it, we get the sense that he's off to all at this point, but his objection wasn't Zev's love anyway, he wants the Lex. Yep. So he tries plan B and injects her with a sedative and Zev passes out. When Zev comes around, she finds herself lying on an operating table. Her right hand is raised to facilitate the transferring of the Lex key, and she is still groggy from the effects of the sedative, but is gradually becoming aware of what's happening to her. Once again, we have more bondage. <laughs> yes. What is it this Channel 5 money. <laughs> exactly. And Although, in, th- in this case, it was interesting because she didn't need to be rescued. She got out of there on her own. Yeah. Eventually. It certainly, the torture certainly went on a long time. Yes. Uh, so she, so as she regains her senses, everybody leans over her and mentions, mentions their plans to extract the Lex key. Why do the bad guys always have to go into huge amount of detail? Because uh, <laughs> it's convenient to the plot. Yes, indeed. Uh, That's their time, they get paid for that. That's true. They tell her that she can either surrender the key voluntary or at the point of death. I I was kind of disappointed in her at that point that she had told them just about everything, like the whole backstory and Mm -hmm. their vulnerabilities and how the key works and everything. I mean, that was ridiculous. She'd only just met him. Yeah, she was a fool. She was a fool. She was, but um, what's what's the um, correct terminology? Love is blind? Yeah. And love is but stupid. was that love? <laughs> well, she's obviously going after him. Yeah, but I don't know. She okay. goes after a lot of people. Well, that's true. What are you saying about Ozav? <laughs> she's a love slave and can't keep it in her pants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it's so... not her fault. It's just the way she is. This, yeah. this, is, this is one hell of a eulogy, isn't it? <laughs> so, tell... so I've got here that they gassed uh, Kai. Yeah. Are we, are we back to that point now? Yeah. So you so you can you can gas a robot head and a dead guy. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think they were I don't I don't think it was gas. I think it's more like uh, nitrous oxide. Yeah, not well, that's nitrous, gas. No, not nitrous oxide. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, liquid, His only vulnerability is nitrogen. Liquid, <laughs> liquid liquid nitrogen. I think you were looking for Gareth. Yeah, liquid nitrogen. Yeah, that will freeze pretty much anything. Yes. Oh, so it's a temperature change. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. he's like frozen solid. Uh, Good point. I'll take that. Yeah. Because even seven ninety starts to freeze up. Yeah. So um, well, so yeah. So they the like so they carted off. Um, the great for the the great for uh, old lady that we saw earlier appears to thank the good doctor for her treatment and tell her that she'll be leaving in twenty four hours. That uh, the doctor's 
takes this opportunity to tell the, 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 the what he actually thinks of her. And she wasn't in in the first place, and the stare that the medistat was simply an exercise in extracting as much money for from possible. And she pushes the, the, um, the uh, old woman wheelchair to, uh, towards the back of the operating theatre. Yeah. And it winds up ejecting the, her into space. Yep. Yeah, it's the, a comment on how they shamelessly treat the elderly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, as we mentioned, that the Kai is being fr- is frozen. He's used to that, though. Yeah, so uh, Dr. Funds and Dr. Vizara leave to actually try and kill Kai, basically. And they use absolutely every version in the imaginable, and they fail at all of them. Yeah, they they didn't know his one vulnerability, which is if he's put into a a, a pod and it's defective, that will kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know his one defective or weakness, why not just train his proto? Yes. Well, he had a lot less protoid bird then, didn't he? Now he's got yeah. loads of it. Yeah, yeah that's if you, true. If you drain it off him, unless he refills, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it'll it'll crawl back towards him, won't it? Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's convenient for the plot, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, I thought Kai was very emotional in this episode. It seemed a bit out of character. Mm. Example. Oh, well, like, um, when Stan was being operated on, he insisted on staying there the whole time, and he clearly felt guilty for killing Stan and was trying to make it up. He was quite emotional towards Squish, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, actually. He had, like, a little dog or a baby, didn't he? Yeah, so sometimes he's completely concerned. I mean, sometimes he's completely unconcerned, and then other times he he's very emotionally involved. So um, I find that annoying. He does drift. He does. Almost, as, it's almost they haven't, they haven't got the characterization down properly yet. Well, there is, but also I think if you take it to the extreme, doesn't he just become a, a log in the corner of the room? You know, if if well, he's completely if he's completely dead and has no emotion towards anything, then why does he care about anything in the episode at all? You know. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, but I'd I'd he, like he, it to be consistent at least. I mean, he can have a little bit of emotion. He could be sort of like Spock. Right. Okay. So you felt I mean, he was too he was too warm. Should, yeah, should I, I liked what they they established when he got his memories back. That the important thing there was that he had he had free will. He could decide to do certain things which he thought were important. Um, and I kind of wish they had just stuck with that rather than showing him having strong feelings. Okay, interesting, interesting point. I think I felt that way about Spock a few times as well over the course of uh, his his portrayal by different people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was a problem, but. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do because I mean the audience reacts reacts to emotion, so yeah, you have to show something, don't you? So yeah, um, I've, I've got I've got an, I've got to speak about this. Um, so they try they try to kill Kai, they can't, and then we see um, the uh, Kai's head, and all they've got down here is one word: nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Bong. Bong. <laughs> Ooh, nasty. nasty. I'm, I'm not wrong, am I? No. No. <laughs> I don't know if Kenzie's ever watched Nightmare. This might be going uh, over his head. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I've never heard of that. That must be a British programme. Yes. It, it, was, it was a uh, British television programme for many, many years. Well, six or seven. And it was a children's programme. Oh, so it was like Goosebumps. Oh, no. No, no. It was kind of like a game show where you had to guide uh, 
like a, a, t- a team of four, one guy would be blind, the other ones would guiding him through a kind of uh, early virtual reality style computer program by saying things like step to the left or, or something that's appeared in front of you now. It's a little bit like Dungeons and Dragons as well. You're in a room with three doors. <laughs> yes. Huh. And, and if any... That floats the embodied heads were definitely a feature of it. And if they're listening, bring it back now. <laughs> yes. They, they did bring it, they did bring it back uh, for... I don't want to cut all this out. Uh, they did bring it back for the YouTube Geek Week a couple of years ago. Yes, I saw That's that. Right, yeah. With um, with Emma, Emma Bradbury, Stuart Ashen. Yep. But they didn't get very far. No. So between that and Blue Peter, I'm I, I think I just can't comprehend British television. <laughs> I can't explain it to you, sir. <laughs> so yeah, it's strange. Yes. Um. No, I, I completely lost where I'm on my notes. You're okay. Uh, I think I think you're on recording break too, at least here. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about Kai's head. Yeah, Kai's head. Yes, we were. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they. So, the, so, so basically, that what they what they've decided to try and kill Kai with is that the uh, satellite drive is powered from a plasma beam in iron, from the Iron Furnace, and he, they're going to redirect that beam right into his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Bas- that plan might kill, might destroy the station. Yeah. Basically, we're going to get the Death Star's weapon and put it straight at you. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, uh, they're trying to cut up Zev and uh, no, yeah, Zev, and yeah. uh, there's he notices something's odd about Zev. Yeah, he's talk so This Zev. is where the, the doctor's arrogance is his downfall because he doesn't yeah. listen. Exactly. Because uh, like, no, I don't want to listen. Come up and... I don't want to listen. I don't want to know. I don't want to listen. I don't want to. It's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dead, dude. <laughs> it, it basically, uh, he assumed because they say Zev's not. For the human, it's because that the uh, Lex key is doing something to a DNA, but unfortunately not for them. It's because she's a cluster lizard. Mm. Now this this was extremely interesting because it looks like the whole time she had the superpower of being able to transform herself into a cluster lizard. And if she had lived, I mean, who knows? You know, maybe she could turn herself back and transform into a cluster lizard whenever she wanted. But I think what's even more interesting is that last episode when I uh, gave that misdirection spoiler about not having the wig anymore, and um, some people concluded that uh, that meant she would go bald. She actually did go bald, because adult <laughs> cluster, cluster lizards, unlike uh, the little baby cluster lizards, do not have a tuft of hair on top of their heads. So she actually did go bald. Cool, that was me getting the point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it like that. Anyway, uh... Okay. <laughs> so that's just kind of threw me. The um, hungry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they kill. They uh, they kill. They want the key. They they can't get it. They kill Zev. So because Zev is dead, the cluster that is inside her transforms into a c- actual full-grown cluster lizard. And goes on the killing rampage. Uh, and they goes. Yep. He goes on completely the killing uh, rampage. And kills everybody that she see that she sees, including some bad green screen. Yes, I was going to ask you about the um, the computer graphics. What do you think? Oh, that's horrible. That was not comped in right at all. I still say what I did <clears throat> uh, before in our first episode. It was okay for the time. Yeah, and I, 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 I accepted it at the time, but looking because it look, I'm comparing it to everything I see now, and I have to keep on reminding myself. That would have been the way you did it in the time. Yeah, yes, I can see it working at the time. It's just 
now it's just a well, dated. Dated is word. Yes. Interesting. But at least they, at least they went for it, and they killed the guy, and I was like, yes, <laughs> you kill creepy. Um. So I wonder when she when she was a cluster lizard, did she still have the same libido as a human? I don't know. Possibly, well, possibly if there was other clusters, we would have found that. Yeah, or maybe she's attracted, still attracted to humans, which would have made for an interesting scene. But that's all just hypothetical. Mm. So, um, uh, before if before he dies, he says uh, the good doctor says my quote for the episode, which nice. I won't, which I, which I won't spoil here. But I think we can gather what that set is. Um, Meanwhile, 790 Gredley revives himself in Stanley's recuperation room and they leave to find Zev, but they meet Zev in the corridor. The newly revived Stanley doesn't realise this is Zev and says another quote. Um, also, uh, I think we missed a bit here, but, or maybe I have, but um, okay. <clears throat> it was kind of nice in this episode how, uh, at least to a point, 790 was trying to save the day. Yes. Um, because it's very, it's very hard to save the day when you're just ahead. Yeah. Uh, but he was yeah. making kind of fist of it for this episode to try and save Zev because you know, and and I, th- I thought that was a nice difference of uh, of approach this episode. But but I have a question about that, which is like he's just a robot head; he can't move around, and and Stanley was strapped down. So how did the robot head get on the the gurney that Stan was on? It was. Uh, <laughs> He was sort of transmitting, <clears throat> and, the, and the lights were flashing, weren't they, on the on the floating bed? So he had some kind of remote control over the. Oh yeah, I understand that. But he was originally on the floor. Actually, yeah, it was in maybe, a waste basket, I think. So maybe how maybe, did he? Maybe it dipped there? out of shot. <laughs> maybe he made it fly very low. Out of and knocked shot. him, knocked him in, a way, to it. in the way that the production couldn't handle. Uh, <laughs> maybe it has a crane attachment that could pick him up. And maybe we were not supposed to ask this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened, okay? Yeah. okay. S.O.D. Yeah, willpower. In a way, that was uh, the robot's, uh, like a new body for the robot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't That's really true. fly very well. <laughs> Until Stan put his, uh, his vision out of, out of uh, use for a minute there. <laughs> yep. Oh, dear. Yeah, so... Uh, so uh, the cluster lizard version of Zev rolls straight into the operating theatre where Kai is being subject to the plasma beam. She tumbles towards the restraints unit and knocks Kai out the beam into relative safety. However, Zev is unfortunately trapped into the beam and Gredley begins to destroy her. Well, what was left of her she was sacrificing to save Kai. Exactly. Uh, Kai managed to fabricate an effective sheet from the broken training strap and diverse a, plasma, a stray plasma beam into the uh, into the two doctors that were trying to uh, kill Kai, and they are both destroyed. Yeah, that's what the bad guys dealt with. Exactly. Seven ninety and Stan appear to look. Um, Seven ninety and Stanley appear as Kai looks and helplessly at the dying Zev. He tells them they are too late to save her. The cluster lizard turns back into human form, but all we can see is the plasma screen that is beginning to eat away at her flesh, mm-hmm. and she is covered in the growing. Glowing yellow substance that is gradually dissolving away from her bo- at her body. Yeah. Uh, Kai, Stanley, and Strut 790 look on helplessly at a very, very sad moving, and in a very look on helplessly. And we we see our beautiful heroine sitting 
goodbye to her friends, and she raises her hand and transfers the Lex key back to Stanley. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a wave goodbye. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. And but if you'd like to know how to make the recipe for Zev soup, turn to CFAX, page uh, 790. So, uh, so yeah, so we, we're losing an actress here, and the character's gone, um, yes. presumably for contractual reasons. If she's gone, that means all the uh, character, all the main characters starting in the next episode will be male. Yeah, that won't last long. Not with the way Channel Five are putting money in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a shame to see her go. And I'm going to make a confession now. I knew she was leaving. Oh, okay. Really? How? How I when I was trying to look up Rutger I saw that. It listed Rugahawa and it showed that it showed you there was like series one and then it was like series two, episode one and two. And so I was like, why? So I did a bit of digging and it was actually she got a contract to another series. Ah, okay. I would suggest you don't dig any further. I didn't know any further than that. I don't know what's going to happen next. All I knew was just that. So I'm holding my hands up here. That's yeah. as far as I went, because I was yeah. trying to find out where you would get her from. Uh, she appeared, uh, I'm assuming it's, I'm assuming these are German television programs, the, Rosa Roth and the, and the, um, and the Beach Club. Yeah. And due to scheduling conflict, she was unable to commit to the second season of the show. She so wished. she, so she accepted other plots and deaths. When season two was actually green lit, she was unavailable. That's why she did the first two episodes, to give it a continuity. Yeah. Except there was no continuity of hair. <laughs> Which goes to explain the hair a lot more, doesn't it? She probably had it cut for the other series. Mm. Yeah. I would have something. I mean, Shane mentioned it with the dye earlier on, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it just made it just hinted at something being different. Anyway. Yeah. Even though if you look at her a picture of her now, uh um I've got a picture of her on my screen from her of two thousand and fourteen. Her hair is actually about the same length as it is in this uh, in this series, well, at, at this point in the series, I thought, considering that we're only on a, a sixth episode of something, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was it was a touching, a nice farewell. Mm. Considering that we're still really bending in in terms of being an episodic series, you know. Yeah, we've had a little mini movie series, and now we're now onto the second yeah. episode of it really yeah. being episodic television. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't massively massively care that she's gone, but. I, I do feel like we've journeyed a little bit together watching, you know, as, as a viewer watching the show. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I probably do care more than I care about some Doctor Who companions these days because <laughs> they seem to turn around so quickly. Um, or there's just so many of them, you know. So, yeah, no, it was it was, it was a nicely done end. It wasn't over the top as well. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like she was dying from the very start of the episode and we had to go through 40 minutes of like, oh, what's happening to her? You know, it was... Yeah. Uh, it was a yeah. kind of offense at the end, and it's a shame, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, uh, we've got a little bit left. Um, back on board the Lex, um, um, Zev Soup is placed um, next to a weeping 790 on the bridge. Stanley wants to blow up the the uh, facility, but Kai tells him that Zev would not want that. But However, by the end, Kai's reserva- uh, reservations are counting for nothing. And in the final scene, we see Man- um, Mandry's arms come yeah. out and destroy the Just, to remind, us. Just yeah. to remind us, there's a bigger nemesis out there. Yeah, I think it was really nice the, uh, the, the 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 speech that Kai gave about, you know, what 
why you wanted to blow something up, you know, because the the people that have done this have already been brought to death. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's a and, good and, quote there. Is is that one you're going to do? Because <laughs> I won't spoil it if that was your quote. But. Well, you can go for it anyway because I am up to a couple of minutes ago. I hadn't actually got that quote. But. Oh, okay, yeah, but he just goes, uh, yeah, just like her to deny me everything. Yeah, and that that was a brilliant, brilliant piece of writing. That was yes. Yes. So, any anything else? Nope. Bring up any other points? Are there anyone? Are there anyone? Hello. Um, yeah, well, the only oh, uh, point in general uh, is in the conversation I had with you uh, after uh, last week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just wanted to reiterate that um, what we talked about was, um, like, your, your philosophy, at least until now, has been to give no spoilers at all and yes. to, to even shy away from anything that would lead to uh-huh, a spoiler. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then I, I pointed out that a lot of people who are listening to this have probably already seen the series. Yeah. And they know that a couple of us have already seen it. And they probably would like us to at least acknowledge when something is significant to people who have seen later episodes. Mm-hmm. So not that we would give spoilers, but that I might, but that one of us might, um, acknowledge something or say something in such a vague way that no one could figure out what we really meant. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, tease things with not with false information, but with misleading information yes. from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good way to go. I, I don't yeah. know uh, yeah. how the other two people feel about that. Well, we're we're an intro cast, so that's off of our it's, game. But it's supposed to be that we don't watch ahead, so we can't have knowledge of future uh, events. Future events. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that we would give no. away the future, but no, like like the, the last episode, I made the reference that that. Uh, the wig would soon be gone or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And of course you guys had no idea what I was talking about, but people who have seen the entire series knew they exactly would, what I was talking they about. They would pick up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I totally agree with that. That's good. Plus it gives us something to laugh about and try and work out what you mean. Yeah. 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 Tease away, but yeah, don't yeah. reveal. Yeah. 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 And if, if there needs to be a reveal, then <clears throat> have an ending to the cast where me and Gareth have left. Cause we could, we could just not listen to those. Oh, okay, yeah, like we did last week. <clears throat> if yeah. you guys ever, if you guys ever need, need to do that, you know, two minutes at the end about oh, what what will they think of this or whatever, then yeah. we, we we just won't listen to those until the, the entire podcast is complete. Yeah, like the uh, yeah. like you do with the um the other intro cast where you had like reviews of episodes. You might yeah, do. That, we do have plans to do that in the future. Actually, do at cool. the end of at the end of the se- this season. All right. But yes. Well, listen. <laughs> uh, so yes. Uh, so are we all out of everything? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So we will have a. Uh, we'll take a time out. Okay. And we'll be right back. Answers to what is the weird show? Take one. It's a weird weekly audio show available for free. It's about an hour long. It seems longer. You understand it's free. This is very important. You understand this, right? Free. And it's still available at theweirdshow.com. Did you catch what I said earlier about it being free? The mundane media covers all that can be known. The Weird Show covers the rest. Okay. Hey, I kind of like that. Weird news, strange ideas, odd views. Theweirdshow.com. Welcome back. And uh, before we get on to our lovely stuff, uh, Kenzie, you want to say, bring up a point? Uh, yeah, just I've always thought it was interesting that when Kai wakes up normally, he says, who do you want me to kill? Because he's programmed to respond to his divine shadow. <laughs> uh, but then when Stanley presses the wrong buttons, he does something 
different and, and kills someone. So that's, I mean, that's reminiscent of the doctor in Voyager who always says, please state the nature of the medical emergency. <laughs> um, but the phrase, who do you want me to kill? Actually, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I'm right about this, that in the old Warcraft 2 game, um, when, when you clicked on a certain character multiple times, well, different characters would say different things. And one of the characters would say, who do you want me to kill? So I think this is um, like a direct reference to Warcraft 2. Oh, I didn't know that. Wouldn't surprise me. They seem to be well versed in borrowing things from everywhere else. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that is yeah, very, very true. Sure. Uh, so we'll move on to the old quotiness of quotes. The quotiness. And who wants to go first? <laughs> okay, I'll... I should I should probably go first since mine is toward the beginning. Okay, go go, go for it. Go for it. Okay, mine is once again the robot head. Uh, so right after Stan is suddenly shot and his heart is shattered and they have to rush him and get the key out of him and rush him into the cryostasis, you know, then there's silence and then you hear the robot head say, isn't it just wonderful how some days turn out? <laughs> and the line itself isn't funny, but the way it was timed <laughs> was so unexpected. It caught me so by surprise. Um, and, and also I think like at the beginning of the, of the podcast, like people were worried that the robot head was going to get old really fast. And it always seems like he's about to get old, but he never quite gets old. At least that's how I feel about him. No, he's not got old for me yet. Yeah. I've loved him since episode one. <laughs> I, as I said from episode one, I hope I don't hate, get to hate him because he's just such a great character. He is. He is. He is. Uh, do you mind if I go next? Go ahead. Go uh, Dr. Kazan, and when he, just before he gets killed, but I'm too beautiful to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was lucky. <laughs> Oh, God, here we go. Here's one. You need a man, a red heart loving stand. If you want to be satisfied, I'm your guy, forget Kai. <laughs> and I don't think that was in tune either. But I don't think he was in tune. So. <laughs> Is it safe to put my earphones back in now? <laughs> <laughs> I've just lost us all the listeners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, you're the last one. I've got quite a few up here. Um, okay, okay. I've found quite a lot of the, the episode. Very, a very quotable episode. I mean, certainly yeah. all of 70. <clears throat> um, like when Stan said to him, uh, I, I'm a man, you're a can. I thought that was quite a good one. Um, and similar to one, one of Kinsey's lines from 790, uh, there was another point where he said, it was a beautiful, wonderful accident. About <laughs> yeah. Stan getting shot. So that was another line. Um, but I also thought the doctors were quite quotable. Um, in, in, a, in, a, in a more creepy way, at one point he says, you, Zev, you wear your destiny on your skin, which is a, yes. that's a hell of a thing to say to anybody. And later on, he's talking about people, and he said, uh, people are wallets, wallets with entrails. <laughs> oh, that was such a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, and the other doctor with the mad hair, at one point he's just doing the, blon- the bonavin and the thing of blabbing away, and he just goes, what do you think of my plan? <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Like, I don't think we've ever had a, a Bond villain go so bad that he was like, just saying, what do you think of my bad, crazy, mad plan? You know? Indeed, indeed, indeed. He's obviously, he's obviously very proud of it. Um, but I, I want to cap the episode by, uh, paraphrasing Pulp Fiction, uh, if, you, if you know, if you know that film at all. Um, and Bruce Willis's character, Bruce Willis's character in that. Um, so it, it should be, uh, who, who's Zev? Zev's dead, baby. Oof. Ooh. I don't even know the reference. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and? 
Uh, has anyone got any more? Not people. No, just wondering what? if anyone's got any more. What? Anyone got any more? Because I was, I was going to do the other half of the. Uh, you, you, st- you just stands. Uh... <laughs> You're going to sing for a Shane, okay? No, go I'm ahead. Not gonna, I am not going to sing. I am not going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> We've only lost half the listeners. Gareth's disappointed. <laughs> We've only lost half the listeners. I don't want to lose the other half. You might lose voters. That's what it is. Eh? Oh, get that one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So he says. <clears throat> You need me, 790. I'm a captain on the G for for the sweet P. <laughs> I think that was a rap. I think I, I think you rapped there. <laughs> yes. Well done. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, and so, also, oh, and also one more, one more, one more, one more, okay. one more, one more. Sorry. Go eat ahead. the robot. Eat the robot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Who was talking? That was that was Stan. Well, who is he telling to eat the robot? Uh, he's talking to the cluster's version of Zev. Yeah. Oh, before he knew. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, so we've all done quotes. Let's move on to ratings. And Jonathan, you can go first. I would give it 8 out of 10 uh, Zev, for bowls of Zev soup. Okay. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why what? Why would I give it 8? Yes. Uh, it's a very good episode. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I like the fact that it was set in this hospital. It was very kind of creepy and different. And uh, despite the fact that we've lost uh, an actress here, um, it was a gripping way to go out. Mm. And I'm glad uh, the wig's gone. Yes. Uh, Gareth? I'm going to give this actually a 9 out of 10. Okay, cool. Um, I think this is a very good episode. And all the characters, to a point, play off very well. It's a shame that Stan didn't get as much to do, but in a way it didn't need him. It was clever how they got him out of the way to get the story moving. Uh, but I did, I really did enjoy this, and so I'll give it nine out of ten. The creepy, lecherous, perverted doctors. Excellent. Uh, I will go next, actually, if, if you uh, if you don't mind. Again, I agree with everybody else. It is it is a fitting way uh, to say goodbye to a character, um, and so I'm going to have to give this. Uh, n- uh, 8 out of 10, I love you. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, and Kinsey? Uh, yeah, I will definitely give this 9 out of 10. I think of this, the episodes we've seen so far, this is the uh, the best one. There have been some other good ones, but they had too much padding or other problems. Mm. Um, my, I, I really like the way the, the writing was good, especially for the robot head. Uh, I like the way the characters were very much playing to character and interacting the character mm-hmm. dynamic um, that we've built up until now. And it, this is the first time it's really all come together. And of course, this is uh, a must see episode because this is the one where the wig disappears forever. Yes. Um, also, um, the only, the only problem I really had with this, which isn't such a big deal, but the reason it's not 10 is because of the, I thought the torture scenes were not well done. They went on too long Mm-hmm. And they weren't like they weren't well acted. Like you didn't really feel that she was suffering or feeling that much anguish. It would have been better to have a shorter scene, but but really showed that she was having a hard time. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, we still haven't. We still don't have any feedback. But uh, you can always email feedback at Gareth. <sighs> 
You did it so well last episode, I thought I'd give you this little bit of segment. Oh, lexintrocast at gmail.com. Indeed, indeed. That's only because I was out to type it into the servers every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next episode, Shane, what is it called? Next episode is Lykia. How are you spelling that? Uh, give me a second and I will... It is spelt uh, L-Y-E-K-K-A. <laughs> okay, so we're supposed to guess the content of a show from a word we've never heard before. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Well, I've, but, got, I've got one. Go <laughs> I've got a funny answer. Okay. They go to an, a Swedish shop that sells cheap brands of furniture and have to put it together. <laughs> I can't get it. It sounded like that dog that went into space for me. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if they're going to meet a dog. but um, I mean, I, I imagine that they've got a hole in the show now. And I, I can't imagine that they won't fill it with a female character because... Uh, so maybe Lykea's the new character. Yeah, maybe we're going to get someone else involved or... Okay. I can see them. Named after a... Yeah, uh, a Swedish store or whatever. <laughs> maybe she's... Maybe there's some Swedish money coming in instead of the German money now and that's when... Yes. <laughs> but you can't really guess much else from a title like that. No. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually remember this episode. I'm not going to say anything about it other than um, I like it. Yeah. You like it. it. Yes. <laughs> Indeed, indeed, indeed. We, we're only a few episodes to go until we hit the until we hit uh, the very first episode I ever watched. Oh, okay. But uh, happy New Year and Merry Christmas to any any listeners because this is our last one of the year. Indeed, yes. indeed, indeed. We're not recording again till the tenth uh, of January. Yes. So you have time to catch up with all our shows if this is the first one you heard. Indeed. Don't Indeed. be afraid to read and comment on also those other terms of like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think this I don't think this no, this is definitely not a spoiler. Go on. Uh but the next episode was actually first premiered on Christmas Day of nineteen ninety eight. Blimey. In what country on what channel? Because it wasn't channel five, was it? Christmas Day? Mm, no, that was uh, um, b- 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 no. It was, was it space again? Yeah, it would have been. I listen to episodes. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, the first, it, yeah, it was space. It was on space. So it was on space on Christmas Day in America or in Canada? Canada, Canada. Yeah. <clears throat> so technically speaking, Christmas special. Well, I shall watch it Christmas morning then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll be watching it. Our next podcast, despite coming out in January, we'll have Jingle Bells. Yes. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Anyway, uh, I think we're all going to... I think we're all wrapped up now, are we not? Yeah, I think so. Brilliant. Brilliant. So we'll we'll catch you next year. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.